0: Hey there, today we are going to be talking about getting paid on time every time. Now, I think this is a super important topic because I implemented a few strategies a couple of years ago that actually increased the percentage rate of how many people were actually paying me on time every time. Uh, Because prior to that, it was a nightmare and yeah, We're going to talk about my experience in that space. I know a lot of creative businesses, studio owners, artists. I know how hard it can be to chase the dollars. Um, And I want to remove that friction for you. And I want to give you some ideas of what you can do to start implementing a more strategic payment strategy uh, so that you're not spending hours every week chasing the dollars and you can spend more time doing what you love. Now, before we jump in today's episode and really get into the nuts and bolts of this topic, I wanted to share with you that this Friday, the 20th of May, I'm hosting a free webinar on how to create uh, a professional performance company within your studio. Now, this can absolutely not only Increase the opportunities for your students, but really increase your revenue. It can increase your student retention and so much more. So, you know, really increasing those enrollments and retention rates. Um, so, if you want in, jump on josephinelancuba.com forward slash webinar. And I'm going to pop it in the show notes as well. If for any reason you're listening to this after the 20th of May, which is this Friday, um, from its release date this episode. Uh, that's okay. Still jump on um, because we're offering a replay of that um, a recorded replay of that webinar. Anyway, guys, if you want to look at and explore how to create your own in-house um professional performance company, then check it out. Head to the show notes. All right, that's enough about that. Let's dive into the topic of today. Getting paid on time, every time by your clients. Let's go. Hey there, I'm Josephine Cuba, and you're listening to Business Arts and All That Jazz. I've been immersed in the creative business world and performing arts industry for over 20 years. I know from experience that being an artist, a creative or running a creative business can be a tough gig, but I'm here to tell you it's possible. I went from having zero dollars to my name and living below the poverty line to then living paycheck to paycheck, to finally living a life of comfort, happiness, passion, and even stability. In this podcast, I peel back the curtain and share with you the ups and downs of my journey. Plus, I tap into the minds of creative industry experts to discover their paths to success. I know you have a spark inside of you, that little voice that tells you to reach for the stars. I want to help you step into your limelight to have the courage to live a life you dream of, a life that you design. So get ready to be entertained and inspired as we talk business, arts and all that jazz. Welcome! <laughs> it's Josephine lane here, your performing arts business strategist, speaker and coach. Today, I'm excited because we are talking about the business of arts. And this is important. So, we all know as creatives, we went into business in the arts, you know, space because we loved it, right? We still do. But who loves chasing clients for money? Ugh, I don't. (laughs) I don't. So, I had to come up with a way to make this process easier. Now, let me give you a little backstory of what my situation looked like Um, because I reckon that it's going to be very similar for you too. I mean, look, if we wanted to jump back right back in the day before I had a studio or a talent agency or any of those things, if we were to jump back from my very first paid creative job where I was a choreographer um, for this independent artist uh, in Sydney. And yeah, he paid half the amount. I think I, we charged we as in me and a friend, cause we were like co choreographers at the time. I mean, we're talking about really like, I reckon Jesus nearly just under 20 years ago or something. Um, anyway, So we charged $800, which was really undercharging because there were so many rehearsals and guidance and all the things. But anyway, we charged $800 So me and my friend, we were going to make 400 bucks each. And we were like really excited about that. And (laughs) the guy paid $400 and that was pulling teeth, by the way, paid $400 and then never paid the remaining $400. We chased him, we chased him. it It never came to fruition. We just never got that 400 bucks. Um, We did, however, make sure that the artists that danced in the production, um, which was like a nightclub performance for his um, single launch, uh, we did make sure that the artist got paid. Actually, the friend that I was um, choreographing and producing this with, he, um, she, sorry, was, um, she literally went up to him, the artist, at the nightclub and said, we want the cash now, go to the ATM and pay those dancers because we knew he was just not going to ever do it. And the dancers were only getting $150 at the time. Um, And there was a lot involved. But anyway, I digress. Um, So, you know, that was the beginnings of being ripped off. (laughs) But the funny thing was we were being ripped off by another artist we should have known, right? That, um, independent artists who are releasing singles probably don't have that much, mu- that much money. We probably should have received upfront payment. But anyway, leading on to my studio life. Oh my goodness. We have, um, you know, so many families and clients that do lessons and programs with us that a couple of years ago just weren't paying. I had a client and I'm serious. No no word of a lie. This lady, she came into studio. This was when I was still doing like reception at my studio. I don't know, maybe three years ago. I'm not sure. And, um, I said to her, oh, hi there. I noticed you haven't paid your fees. Um, are you able to fix that up today? Uh, blah, blah, blah. You know, the normal spiel of, of that sort of awkward conversation. And she just said, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm I'm broke. I've just gotten back from Bali and I've just bought myself um, a new car. And no word of a lie, this car was like a Mustang. I think it was a must, a black Mustang or something like that. She says, I've just spent all my money on this Mustang and this Bali trip and I'm literally broke. And I just remember going in that moment. I, I was actually so shocked. I didn't have a response. And I wouldn't, I would have a response now. Well, that wouldn't happen now. I wouldn't be chasing people at reception for money. But at the time, I remember feeling shocked that she had the audacity to say to me that she just came back from a holiday and bought a new Mustang. And that's why she couldn't pay me a couple of hundred dollars in her son's tuition it was a little bit gross. If I'm honest, I felt like, wow, this is, this is different. Like you were able to do all of that and you openly shared that with me, which means you have zero respect for what I'm doing here and zero reset respect for my business. But in good fashion, of afraid to ask for money, I had a poor money mindset at the time. I was a creative through and through, and I really didn't, um, I didn't pursue money in the same way that I do now. I I said nothing. I said nothing in the moment, and I let it go. And then I kept chasing in my, um, in my non-confrontational ways from there, which was email, text, hey, all the things. Eventually, they paid. Um, but a lot of time was spent chasing the dollars. Now I have had clients that haven't paid me at all and I've let it go. Like I tell you about that artist, um, that artist that is a reflection of the families that had paid me and I let go. I don't let it go anymore. I'm going to tell you what I implemented, which has absolutely revolutionized. I'm going to use that word. Yes, I am. The way I operate in my business um, today, I had to strip back and really look at things because we were getting, I reckon, more than 50% of our clients paying us past the due date. There were even people that had fees rolling into the next term. So, in you know, in Australia, we run by terms, typically school terms, a term is typically 10 weeks. And then you get your school holiday, two week break, then another term, there's four terms a year. So we would charge by term at the time and yeah, like, okay. So they had a due date. I think we gave them two weeks after they started the term to pay the term up front. That didn't happen for more than 50% of our clients. Then um, we started chasing them, chasing, 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 lots of different avenues. There was emails, texts, phone numbers, um, being called, um, and then we might get an extra 25% off that. And then we were left with this 25% who just never paid us, which was thousands of dollars, or they would eventually pay us. And it was, it was hours of, of administration, literally, and not just administration, but the worry that was involved as me, the business owner. So not only did I have to sink my hours chasing this up or pay someone in my team to chase this up, it actually caused me stress and it caused um, it just ruined things for me because I was just so worried about chasing this money and having that sort of on my shoulder that I wasn't able to enjoy my business and I wasn't able to enjoy the service I was providing because I was so focused on this accumulated debt that people had with me. I remember there was one time um, where I I did, it sort of broke me and I went, right, we're implementing something. And I thought, okay, I'm going to get really clever here and I'm going to implement a late payment fee. So I did that. I implemented a $25 late payment fee. That was the first step. Now that I still have today, but it looks very different to what it did before. Um, That was also very loose. I was like, okay, well now if you don't pay me by this date, you're going to get a $25 late fee. But big whoopity doo I mean, people don't care. Some people do, but most people don't, right? So that might work for a couple of people, but definitely not the masses that weren't paying us. So then, um, you know, we would send people to debt collection. And that's an interesting story, which I'm going to share with you as well. So the last time that this happened to me, where I had to send someone to debt collection they came and did two whole terms with me and I let it go and didn't chase. I chased them, but I just, I let them get away with it. It's crazy when I think back at that, because this would never happen now. I would never let someone do two terms of tuition with us and them not pay. But again, I was not confident in the money space at the time. This is a few years back. This person took full advantage to the point where they rocked up on the show day and they they blasted me, abused me on site, um, told me that what I was providing was of no quality and that's why they're not going to pay me. So they just did two terms, rock up at the concert or the production day, do the show and then blast me on how crap I am and then tell me they're not going to pay me because I didn't provide a good service. Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? That they were able to stay with me for six months, but I, I take a full responsibility for that. I sent them to debt collection. We chased that, we chased that, we chased it. They shut it down. They were basically saying, sue me. And then obviously we, we, you know, we ended up letting that go. But I learned a very valuable lesson through that I- horrible experience of that person. That horrific experience. I mean, this person literally went and did bad Google reviews on me. All the things, just, just so they could get out of paying. They still, they still went every single week and actually went and did the show, mind you. Their daughter had a great time, but it was an excuse because they didn't want to pay me what ended up being um, fees of I think nearly eight hundred dollars. From that moment onward, I vowed I would never allow this to happen to me again, and I had to change my money mindset in that moment. By the way, you might hear my cat in the background. She's jumping, meowing, and knocking all the blinds around. (laughs) But that's okay. Um, My little cat, Ruby. So I vowed I would, back to the story, I vowed I would never, ever, ever let this happen to me again, ever. Ever. Not only was I devaluing myself, I was devaluing my service, my team, my community. I was devaluing the contribution that others have paid. Why should this person be allowed not to pay, but everyone else has to? That's ridiculous. So that was never to happen again. So I started to think about firstly, my payment model, and I encourage you to be open-minded around this. Now, I have shifted from term payments to a monthly membership. So we charge the same amount every month, month to month, all year round, including January and school holidays. The monthly amount doesn't shift. Okay. You're probably going to think, what? This took some adjustment for my clients, but all new clients know the model and it's communicated. So we're okay. But at first there was some pushback, but I knew this was the way forward. So monthly model kicked in. We also, before actually I even moved to a monthly model, I started doing direct debit. So I started saying direct debit was the only way to pay. Now, some people are going to feel very uncomfortable when I say that. I, I have spoken to studio owners through my coaching that cringe at the thought, no, I can't ask people to to do that. I can't ask people to be on direct debit. Yes. Yes, you can. Now, anyone that says, and there will be only a couple, most people will move to direct debit, by the way. Oh my gosh. Direct debit is the, is the best thing I've ever done in my business. The absolute best thing I've ever done in my business, but on a term basis It was a bit trickier. A monthly membership basis was great, but on a term basis was a little bit trickier. So um, firstly, everyone had to sign up to the portal, give their bank details, and we'd schedule a date. Um, It was a larger sum, though, because it's for a whole term. And also things can change in the term. People pick up different classes and different things and all the, the variations of that. Um, but anyway, we did that for actually quite a while. We went to direct debit pay by term for almost a year before we moved to the monthly membership model. And I'll tell you how that worked. Um, so that worked, there was a few clients that pushed back and said, I don't feel comfortable with direct debit. And we would say direct debit is the only way to pay if you want to engage with us. And they would say no. And then we came up with a secondary solution, which was, Okay, fine. If you don't want to pay by direct debit, you must pay in full upfront by within this date. So it might be a seven day window. If you don't, then your child, unfortunately, or whoever, if you've got an adult studio, you are unfortunately unable to attend our classes. So seven day window. That was it. Pay up front via EFT transfer or direct debit. There's no other option. There's no. I'll give you twenty bucks next week. I'll pay you in three months. Oh, can I give you five dollars here, twenty dollars there? No, 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 no. No. This this direct debit process eliminated the staffing hours and my brain power, um, which was invested in this process of chasing the dollars. So it was so great to move to that. Now, the reason we went to a monthly membership is because we, we like to run school holiday boot camps. We like to, um, obviously, you know, we have costumes and whatnot. Everything's included in our membership. Everything. So we have a monthly membership. It doesn't change month by month. It doesn't matter if it's the school holidays. It doesn't matter if it's January. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And it's the same every single month. And there's an exit term as well. So 30 days exit, it's like going to the gym. Yeah, you go to the gym, you pay your monthly fee. And if you want to exit, you have to give notice. And there's an exit period. During that exit period, our students are actually allowed to enjoy our classes and continue. So we're like, okay, cool. There's a 30 day exit period. Um, you're welcome to enjoy all of our classes and facilities and everything we do for those 30 days up to this date when your membership expires. Um, we have different membership models. So like as in, we have different tiers of membership. So we have, you know, a lower cost for our minis, um, our juniors and seniors pay the same monthly price. If they do private lessons in addition to it, there's an additional, um, like, so we have private singing lessons that we offer in-house at one of our club sites. Um, So that's an additional, you know, X amount of dollars per month to have what we call, you know, our Sing Sing Stars membership or whatever, which means they also get private lessons on top of their group tuition and all of the extras that are included in their value inclusion of their membership. So everyone knows. So we say, hey, you don't, You don't have to pay $400 for your costumes. You don't have to pay for that school holiday workshop that's on. You don't have to do anything. You just pay your monthly fee and enjoy the membership. Whether you opt into the school holiday workshop, whether you do that virtual um, showcase, whether you do that um, virtual private lesson, whether you do whatever is included in your package, is up to you. You can opt in or you can opt out, but this is the monthly price. So at first people would say, but I don't want to, no, no, no. Why am I paying for this? Why? I don't want to do the, the, the school holiday workshop. That's okay. This is a monthly membership. Everything's bundled. You can opt into whatever you like, just like going to the gym. You can do as many things as you like. That's how we do it. So um, we are. So just to put it into perspective, I'm a musical. I have the Musical Makers Club, which is a musical theatre production focused program. So typically, um, kids will do one program with us, which is their 90 minute per week group class, and then they may have extras. So if they do private lessons, that that you know, in house, they might do virtual private lessons. They might do um, our new jazz program. So we just have little, um, increases. So for an extra $40 a month, you can now enjoy jazz classes. Yeah. For an extra $40 a month, you can now enjoy, you know, virtual singing lessons for an extra $200 a month. You can go on to this gold membership or whatever it's called and, or platinum or whatever you want to call it and receive private lessons in addition to your group classes. So you can package your membership however you want to, whatever works in your world. You get tap, jazz and ballet for this price per month, every month. How does it make sense in January? People will question that. You need to make sure there's a value inclusion. It could even be virtual and super low cost. So we do it, um, we just have like, you know, master classes with guests um, sometimes, whatever. So we might say, okay, cool. This January, um, guys, as part of your membership inclusion, you can opt in to these virtual masterclasses with this dancer, this singer, and this actor. Cool. Enjoy, guys. Have a great holiday. Here's the links. Book now. Register for the event. It's free for members, X amount of dollars for non members. Which means they can invite their friends along. You can advertise it publicly, especially virtual events. So, super low cost. You just hire an expert, could be your coaches or teachers, could be you. Easy, you jump on for an hour, you do an expert masterclass. For our littleies. we do virtual discos, virtual Easter hunts in the holidays. And not everyone opts in, but they know it's there so they don't complain about it. They don't go, oh, I paid for January, but I didn't. No, they don't, because after a while they get to understand that we're rolling through. So, no, we don't charge per class. Since we moved to this monthly membership model and I'm not saying you have to go monthly maybe you do a different type of packaging maybe you do it per term whatever but monthly works for us. It's great recurring revenue and awesome for cash flow cuz you know exactly how many dollars are coming in each month. So um anyway, so the point is this reduced people's um people not paying us because now they're on a monthly recurring um an am- amount, same day, every month. We opted for the same day every month, by the way. So you can do it from the date they start. Oh my God, what a nightmare. We just say on the 15th of every month, but we're actually changing that to the first of every month as of July. Um, so yeah. So So then we can do instead of the 30 day exit, we can just have a clean one month exit at the same price. It doesn't matter if it's February 28 days or whatever for 31 days, it'll just be the one month price exit, which makes so much more sense for us. Um, So anyway, so that's how we've decided to do things. Now, we used to, like I said, have over 50% of our clients paying us late and, you know, a handful not pay us at all now we just get bounce backs now the bounce back rate is good we get anywhere from two to three percent of our clients bounce um, so so then we have a follow-up procedure for people that bounce um, and I reckon I might share that in a in a separate episode but essentially, Yeah, I might do that actually. I'm I'm thinking on my feet, everybody. I'm thinking on my feet (laughs) here because that's like a whole episode in itself of how to follow up bounce back payments through direct from your direct debit. Because we have a full system. We have a step by step system. um, You know, and the first thing you need to do is reset the direct debit the next day. And then after that, you need to start messaging them, letting them know you're resetting it for this date blah blah if they don't pay by this date the late fee applies if then then the next step you know it it, it keeps building and building until you get to the point where within 14 days or whatever it is that you decide this period this this follow-up period will follow um you say right you you're now being removed from the program you notify the teacher you remove them from the roll, and then you send what they owe to debt collection. So you don't just go, oh, okay, you didn't pay us last month. That's okay. You can do the classes. We're not going to do anything. We're going to take you off the roll. That We're going to let it go. No, you send it to debt collection. I use Prushka, which is a company that I'm using at the moment, um, just because you can do small amounts and it's really easy. You just fill in a form for each time and because it hardly ever happens. Like once in a blue moon, we have to do this. I just... Just went with this company because it was just easier to do it online and, um, whatever. So, so Prushka, P-R-U-S-H-K-A. That's who, that's who I use. I'm not affiliated with them in any way. It's just a company I've used and we've actually gotten our money back through them. Occasionally you don't. Um, but most of the time it's worked. To be honest, you, you usually don't even get to the debt collection phase because as soon as you say, your child is now being removed as of um, this, you know, they will be unable to attend classes until the debt is paid. This amount is now going to be forwarded to our debt collection agency um, tomorrow from our accounts department, whatever. Then usually they will respond if they really want their kid in there. They'll go, oh, I'm so, so, so sorry. Oh, my goodness. Yes, okay, I'm doing a transfer. Please give me a bank details. I'll transfer it for you today. Yes, it's available Okay. And then that, and we do allow them to do an EFT when they're in that state um, to get it up to date. We go, okay, great. Send us a bank receipt today. Please do an EFT transfer. Here's our bank details. Thank you very much. Okay. Beautiful. Obviously the language we use is kind. Sometimes, you know, don't, don't assume it's always people not wanting to pay you. It can just be that they change their credit card details and they haven't let you know yet. So sometimes they, go, oh, I'm so sorry, I got a new credit card and my wallet it was lost and stolen or whatever and I just haven't given, here's my updated details, I I apologise, I've just been so busy. That's not a problem at all. Letting it go, moving on. The biggest thing here is overcoming your money mindset. It's safe for you to earn money. It's safe for you to charge people your value, yeah? It's safe to recoup the the class tuition that is yours, the fees that are yours, the money that is yours. It is safe for you to ask for what is yours. It is safe for you to ask for your money that you have earned. You deserve it, right? You deserve it. Because not only, it's not about hard work, it's about respect. It's about Respect for yourself, your service, your team and your community and for what you offer. If they are not willing to pay you, then they are not clients. You know, I'm sure I don't have a dictionary in front of me, but I'm sure by definition, having a client means someone who pays you for your services, right? I don't know. I'm going to look that up later. I'm sure that's what client means. (laughs) Pays you for your services, if they aren't paying you, then they are not your client. Now, if you have a student that is in a really tough situation, literally has $0, make a decision. Are they on scholarship? You're going to feel better rested if you make a decision like that. So if you know someone is in hardship, you might offer a partial scholarship, which we have what we call partial scholarships, which is 50% off, or we have full scholarships. You may opt for that and you will rest easier making that decision than trying to push SHIT up a hill and making people pay that can't. Now, don't assume everyone is in hardship. They are not. People who work can afford to pay your lessons. They are choosing to buy other things. They are choosing something over you. If there are people legitimately in a hardship situation, which we have had, especially during COVID, we had parents who lost their jobs. We offered um, different payment plans. So for some people, we said, okay, you want to pay weekly? We'll set the direct debit up to weekly. What day of the week suits you best? You want to pay fortnightly? That's okay. I understand they're on Centrelink, whatever. What day of the fortnight suits you best? And I will do an individual direct debit for that person, but that is not the norm and is not offered unless they express hardship, true hardship, not, oh my goodness, I couldn't afford to pay you guys. Cause I just paid for gymnastics and now I have no money left for you. Or I just bought a freaking Mustang. <laughs> I just came back from an awesome holiday and bought a new car. So I'm not going to pay you go jump in the lake. Honestly, go get stuffed. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> We're not doing this anymore, guys. We're not doing this. Creatives, artists, creative business owners, studio owners out there, listen to me, you deserve to be paid. This is the way forward. Implement the model, the frequency of payment that is going to suit you, your cash flow, and your clients. Number two, direct debit is queen. Get into it. Have an automated payment system. Stop asking people to pay you. You send an invoice. You chase it. You chase it. You chase it. You chase it. Imagine how many hours you are wasting. Your team. It. When we started growing our studios larger and larger in numbers, it was becoming a part-time job just to change. Pay, just to chase. Sorry, payments don't do that to yourself. You've got better things to do. You've got bigger fish to fry and you need to keep your creative juices flowing and be the leader of your business. You can't do that when you're bogged down in debt and bad debtors. Okay. So frequency, get it right. Package your model, direct debit and back yourself, back yourself, your money mindset, um, can improve by just catching yourself in those moments when you're afraid to ask for what's yours. It's safe for me to ask for what is mine. These are the things I'll say. It's safe for me to earn money and keep it. It's safe for me to ask others to pay me for my services. Okay. Well, I hope that's helped. Um, like I said, we've now gone from over 50% of bad debtors to two to 3%. Um, which is great. And out of that 2 to 3%, 90% of them, when we follow, actually probably more like 95%, when we follow our um direct debit bounce follow-up system, which we have in place, they end up paying us. So then it ends up just being like 1%, if that not even, sometimes less than 1% a month, but at most 1% a month, it's actually less. I reckon it's half a percent of our clients a month who end up being bad debtors. How good does that sound? How good does that sound? Don't be afraid of direct debit. Um, Yeah, I've had many people saying, oh, no, I can't simply do it. I feel so uncomfortable. No, my clients will never go for it. I used to think that too. I used to think that too. It's not true. It's not true. We're we're a virtual world. Everyone understands. It's online. That's what we do now. It's normal. And if anyone questions you saying, would you go to the gym, walk through the door and do an aerobics class or use their treadmill without a payment, without paying them? Would you be even allowed in? Your card, you swipe your card, your card would decline entry and the receptionist would say, I'm sorry, you can't enter. Your fees are overdue. I'm sorry. That, that That's just the way it is. So I just say, hey, just think of us like a gym. When you go to a gym, where you're on a monthly membership, there's an exit period, that allows time for us to, you know, because at that point sometimes we've already ordered their costumes. Remember, we package everything so it's one nice, beautiful price. Um, that people can expect and rely on month by month. So we say, look, we've, you know, we've already provided all of this extra value. You've attended our school holiday workshops. You came to the virtual showcase. We've already ordered your costume. So yes, there's a 30 day exit period, but guess what? You get to enjoy that time as well. All right. I could harp on this topic forever and ever and ever because I'm super passionate about artists and creative business owners getting paid for what they do and love because you deserve it. But I'm going to stop here. Okay, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Now, remember, this Friday, May the 20th, and even if you're listening to it after the 20th, still head to the page, register um, so that you can get the recording replay of my webinar on how to create a professional performance company within your studio. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to talk about all the different um, company streams and ways that you can set this up. Okay, head to com forward slash webinar or head to the show notes for the link. Bye for now. If you enjoyed listening and would like to hear more, be sure to click subscribe. If you're really feeling the love, share us with your friends. To work with me or to simply find out more about the magic of creativity, arts and business, head to my website, com. And you can find me on socials. I also have a book that I've co-written with a bunch of amazing entrepreneurial women called The Women Changing the World. And you can grab a copy of that at josephinelancuda.com forward slash books. Thanks for listening.